Welcome to the DC Daily Drop, your one-stop shop for today's important news in DC movies, TV, and comics. Here are your hosts, Tom and Zach. Welcome to a Tuesday, June 20th edition of the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. And happy anniversary to Batman and Robin, which turns 20 today. I think we can all say is worth celebrating. I I love that movie. You I, should. It has a soft, I have a soft spot in my heart for it. That's understandable, <laughs> uh, I guess. No, it's not, but it kind of is. I mean, <laughs> like what you like. It's got some Man, good I, stuff. I was seven years old. Come on. Well, there you go. Um, so uh, we've got quite a bit of news to get to today, starting with uh, Jeff Johns and John Berg did a variety interview, talked a little bit about the DCEU. Uh, of course, of course, can't start a, an interview without talking about the, the critical reaction to... Um, Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad and you know John's just said you know it's important to stay true to the characters that's why Wonder Woman is a success and Berg did point out that he thought tonally those films were a little bit dark at some point but uh, Suicide Squad narratively failed but they also talked about why things are a success Wonder Woman is a success and why things will be a success going forward but a couple of the interesting notes uh, Johns was asked if Patty Jenkins is going to direct Wonder Woman 2, and he said that Patty and I are writing the treatment right now. The goal is to make another great Wonder Woman film. I had a blast making it with Patty the first time. We've got a cool idea for the second one. That's just, that's really exciting. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> um, so as far as we know, she's not officially signed for the sequel yet, but it's pretty cool to see uh, that they're working on a treatment. And if she's not signed yet, we know it's just a matter of time and getting the details worked out, but it's cool to see Jenkins and John's involved. Yeah. Um, one, and one other note was they were asked about female characters and they talked about how female characters are going to be important just because they have some awesome ones. And also we're asked about Joss Whedon's role in the DCEU and Berg said, he's a big part already. We love him. He's a great partner, collaborator, collaborator, we bring people by, have general meetings, and talk about comics and their favorite superhero movies. With Joss, he saw the Master Board, and he saw a Batgirl title, and he said, you guys seriously want to do Batgirl? And we said, absolutely. And he said, that's my jam. That's that's so cool. Like, it doesn't really affect what the movie's going to be like or anything, but it's just cool to hear little details like that and to know that the people making the movies are sometimes probably more excited about it than I am. Um it's just nice to know that he likes Batgirl that much. And I don't know. That's just a cool little story. Absolutely. And how badly would you like to see that master board? <laughs> oh, my goodness. And what all is on it? <laughs> and how high up the list New Gods is? And <laughs> uh, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, it sounds really cool. We we talked before about how Whedon seems really excited about that. And it's just, just further proof of that. Yeah, if you want to know how high up New Gods is, it's just right under the Adam Strange trilogy. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Variety also had a feature on Warner Brothers president and chief creative officer Toby Emmerich, who is it chief creative or content? I don't remember. CCO. I don't even remember. I don't, yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> Anyways, Toby Emmerich. Uh, so if you remember, he... He came in um, in December, so he's he's had a little bit of time now, um, but he's still fairly new. But they had a, a good interview with him, and he, of course, talked about the success of Wonder Woman and gave credit where credit is due to Jeff Johns and John Berg. Um, and he, they asked him about a Wonder Woman sequel, 
and he said it will take place somewhere between 1917 and 2017. So that means it's happening in the past for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, it, this this article makes it sound like it's somewhere between, probably somewhere between World War One and Batman v Superman. We've, I mean, you see a different article every time something about the the sequel comes up. You know, oh, it's going to be in present day or it's going to be somewhere else in the past. I don't know. I think every quote is pretty much open to interpretation. Yep. Uh, so it's kind of i think patty jenkins and jeff johns know but we'll figure out eventually yeah and who knows i mean i don't know they they said they have a cool idea for it that idea could end up changing yeah i'm sure nothing is set in stone right now right yeah it's still early (laughs) stages of whatever the sequel ends up becoming yeah uh he also mentioned the possibility of getting an r-rated dc movie and he said i would be surprised if we didn't at some point make an r-rated dc movie and talked about you know how how much he liked uh films like logan and deadpool yeah and that's definitely something you know it's just a dc's done plenty of r-rated movies in the past and as part of this dceu you know i think they're going to want to keep the main justice league characters all pg-13 but there's definitely a bunch of characters or storylines that could make its way into an r territory i'm sure it'll happen eventually they're just waiting for the right story yeah uh, and this is a, is a pretty interesting article. There's lots of little tidbits about Tommy Emmerich. Um, he seems like a pretty interesting person. He's not crazy into comic books, but he does have like a lot of, I don't know, interesting things. And one of those things is that he likes to take cold showers because it peps him up in the morning. He says, he says it's easier to do in the summer than in the winter, which makes sense. Um, but apparently he also convinced James Wan to start taking cold showers. And that's part of his routine now as well. So maybe I'll start trying to do that. Oh, you should. It's it's very refreshing afterwards. Yeah. It's terrible to do, but you feel great afterwards. Um, yeah. Yeah. An interesting article if you want to know more about Emmerich. Um, so on to the Batman. Matt Reeves has is already getting harassed. Uh, he's <laughs> oh, yeah. just starting just starting promotion for war for the Planet of the Apes, and he's already getting harassed. Uh, he, he was asked by comicbook.com and he very briefly talked about it. He sort of reiterated something similar to what he said before. He said, look, I'm just starting Batman because literally War for the Planet of the Apes, as I just said, we finished about a week ago and now we're publicizing it. So we haven't even begun on Batman. For me, what's always important is to try and find a personal way in. And that way, I do feel like I relate to actors. It's about understanding emotionally the way something is. I see this parallel between Caesar and Batman really, which is this idea of these characters who are grappling with their own struggle and trying to do the right thing in an imperfect world. And so I do relate, relate it to that kind of idea. Um, and based on what I've seen from Matt Reeves in Planet of the Apes, Dawn, you know, there are some similarities between the Caesar character and Batman, uh, in that way. But I guess it's neat to, I think we're neat to get information, but I think we're a long ways away from getting by a long ways, I mean months, uh, several months away from getting any concrete information on this film. Yeah, for sure. And this, I mean, this happens to everybody who is involved in these big tentpole projects, Star Wars, uh, the Marvel movies, these DCEU movies, everything else they're working on. People just want to talk to them about the movies that are, these movies that are coming out instead. And I think he did something kind of clever 
and they should just make it even more on the nose in the future is where he's like, well, if you want to know what Batman's going to be like, you should go watch this movie right that I'm publicizing right now. Yeah. Although I think he is being honest about the connections between Caesar and Batman. But if I was like, like if I was Ben Affleck and people didn't want to talk about live by night, I would have just said, well, go watch live by night because there's a lot of inspirations for Batman in there. <laughs> I, I'm just going to reshoot live by night <laughs> shot for shot. And that's going to be the Batman movie. Right. There's lots of hidden Easter eggs. So you have to go five or six times at least in theaters to go see it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So war comes out July 14th, but it's getting really great early reactions. I might be somewhat biased because a lot of that is coming from Matt Reeves Twitter profile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, it seems to be getting really great reactions all over. Uh, next up, small piece of news. Warner Archive has announced. Oh, not small news. This is pretty good. This is good news. Uh, <laughs> it's offensive. <sorry. laughs> we just had a lot of big stuff before this. Um, so Warner Archive has announced that they're going to do a Blu-ray release of Batman Mask of Phantasm, uh, the 1993 animated movie that's tied to the, the animated series. Uh, they're going to do that next month, and it's going to be a full 1080p HD remaster on Blu-ray. Are you going to pick this up, Tom? Well, yes, I would think so. Uh, looks pretty cool. I'm glad they're doing this on Blu-ray. Um, it's one of the last things, last films that needs to be on Blu-ray yet. And I think it's one step closer to the animated series getting put onto Blu-ray. Uh, so it's cool. It's going to be cool to see it in 1080p. You, you never know how much of a difference that makes in, in animation unless you're really paying attention for it. But it's still nice to see. Yeah, for sure. And last thing is some Supergirl news. Jessica Queller and Robert Rovner have been promoted to showrunners and are going to be joining Andrew Kreisberg, who's been with the show. Uh, this is according to Deadline. Allie Adler is stepping down as a showrunner. She is going to she signed a deal with CBS and she's going to remain with Supergirl as an executive consultant, which could mean pretty much anything. Um, but Queller and Rovner have been with Supergirl in some capacity since both of them have been with the show since the middle of season one. So they know the show and the continuity. Um, I don't know what, you know, I don't know if they're great or not. And I guess we'll see next season. Yeah, for sure. And it's, yeah, I don't know how much of a difference you'll notice in the show, but uh, yeah, you never know what, how the setup is behind the scenes anyways. Right. It's tough to know how this is going to impact us and impact us until we see it. Uh, so that's all we've got for today. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back again tomorrow. Thanks for listening, and make sure to check out DC Daily Drop on Twitter, Facebook, and dcdailydrop.com. Drop by tomorrow for more DC news.